Reviving Superfund is popular, but cost to industry is considerable. That 80s show known as Superfund is coming back, and it's anything but super for the oil and gas industry. Formerly known as the Comprehensive Environmental Response, Compensation and Liability Act, CERCLA, the law enacted in December 1980 established an excise tax on a number of the chemicals used in the petroleum and chemical industries. The money collected went into a trust fund, the Superfund, to offset the cost of remediating abandoned or uncontrolled hazardous waste sites. In 1995, Congress opted not to renew the funding mechanism. Since then, the cost of cleaning up hazardous waste sites has been borne by taxpayers. Now, there's a move to resurrect the Superfund within the larger infrastructure bill that's slowly making its way through Congress. That proposal would raise $3.5 billion in new Superfund funding. The biggest reason it could become law, it has bipartisan support. Republicans like the idea of raising revenues without raising income taxes. Democrats, meanwhile, are looking to speed up cleanups and address health inequities. Bloomberg Law points out that the Environmental Protection Agency, EPA, is under increased pressure to speed cleanups at the 1,300-plus priority sites that pose a disproportionate threat to minority and vulnerable communities. 26% of Black Americans and 29% of Hispanic Americans live within three miles of a Superfund site, which poses threats including elevated lead exposures for children. 10 new taxes on oil and gas. The American Chemistry Council, ACC, estimates that reinstating Superfund excise taxes could put nearly 1,020 industry jobs at risk and result in a $1.211 billion per year cost on American chemistry. ACC warns that for specific chemicals and specific plant operations, the added costs from the taxes could exceed profit margins. While estimates for the oil and gas sector are not available, the impact is expected to be considerable. 10 of the 42 chemicals on the excise tax list are common in the petrochemical industry. The new mandate would require companies to identify which of the chemicals they're using and the volume of each chemical in their production processes and output. Have a blended product? How much of chemical X is in there? A slow recovery could slow further. The timing of the new taxes couldn't be much worse, just as a slow, post-COVID recovery is starting to happen. The oil and gas industries have been hard hit by the economy-wide challenges that the pandemic brought. People stopped traveling, resulting in decreases in both jet fuel and automotive revenues. COVID-19-related labor shortages and severe storms halted production, particularly in the Gulf Coast region where much of the domestic refinery capacity resides. A shortage of truck drivers and chassis are further slowing the recovery. Some manufacturers are retooling their refineries for alternative fuels, a critical shift needed for the U.S. to reduce emissions and slow climate change. That switch, however, likely won't impact their cost obligations under Superfund. A chemical is still a chemical, no matter the formulation around it. So, what about imports? The current legislative proposal covers oil and gas imports, so switching from domestic supplies to imports won't help. It could, however, push the margins back in favor of domestic production, lessening the overall U.S. reliance on imported oil and gas. Start preparing now for a revived Superfund. Companies in the chemical and petrochemical industries should start preparing today for a possible revival of the Superfund in 2022. This begins with keeping track of what's happening in the House and Senate with the infrastructure bill. The legislation is broadly popular with elected officials from both parties, and it's likely to become law at some point this fall. While it's unclear how quickly the excise taxes would take effect, it probably will happen no more than six months after the bill is enacted. That means companies need to get a good grasp of their data now. Can you identify all your inventory volumes by product, category and product level? Because the Superfund excise taxes are on specific chemicals, 
it's not enough to identify a product by material group. Instead, you need to be able to identify its properties down to the smallest levels. Say, for example, that you have a product material code that is used for a blend of three different chemicals. Perhaps one of those chemicals is subject to the excise tax but the other two are not. So, you can't just say that you have 10 gallons of product A. In reality, you might have 3 gallons of product A1, 3 gallons of product B and 2 gallons of product C in that blend. Perhaps product C is the only one subject to the excise tax, thus, the tax is on just 2 gallons. Yes, you'll need to be able to track your inventory that carefully. The right software can make it easier. Tracking inventory is complicated, but it will be essential to ensure that your company isn't paying too much, or too little, in Superfund excise taxes. At the simplest level, you could track your chemicals in a spreadsheet. That's not likely to be feasible unless you operate with only minimal volumes. The second option is to use Enterprise Resource Planning, ERP, software. However, most ERP solutions will not provide the level of detail needed to account for excise taxes. The third option would be to modify custom software. Start now to design, build and test your software to ensure that it's ready to roll out when you need it. If you're a large company, your best option could be to pay for a commercial solution. Doing so will give you the peace of mind that your partner is not only building your software for today but modifying and maintaining it to adjust for your needs moving forward. The bottom line is that Superfund excise taxes impacting oil and gas companies are likely coming soon. Think through the impact on your business today and what steps you need to take now to be ready when the time comes.